And welcome back, everybody, to the freaking awesome podcast. And this is episode 49. Yeah, man. <laughs> Let's kill that bass head. Let's do this. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pockets flow. It's me and Tony on the mics, we gotta let you know. Of current events, little gaming, sprinkling some entertainment. We stay humble, but our mom still thinks we're famous. Turn up the bass and baby, maybe let that magic flow. Our spoken word is all the things you really wanna know. Having a good time on the show, T-Bows and Maddie G. Tune in and hit subscribe and join us on the FAP. Welcome everybody to the Freaking Awesome Podcast. I'm your host Anthony Bose, and sitting virtually across from me is my co-host Maddie G. Hey, hey, still in quarantine. I know. Well, I didn't have a, a fancy quip for you this week, but uh, we're we're cutting hey. our, our regular things short because of our, our special guest today. That's cool. That's cool. Let's let's jump into it then. Right on. So, uh, just as mentioned, we have a really really special guest today i'm super excited to have this one i this gentleman is uh not only like what i used to say is is like the canadians uh, pink floyd but uh a rock and roll legend uh he has not only just a, a music career but uh, is also a television career and uh we're gonna get into a few of those with our questions today um he is a juno a multi-juno award winner uh, Canadian recording artist, Kim Mitchell. Kim, how are you doing today? Hey, Anthony, Matty G, how are you guys doing? We're doing wonderful. Thank you very much for <laughs> being on awesome. the show. Good, good. Thank you for inviting a frostbitten Canadian guitar player on oh, the show, man. It is, it is amazing. We we love when we can have our, our Canadian talent uh, because uh, I, I feel for a lot of our listeners, uh, it, it just strikes home, right? I mean, uh, being Canadian ourselves, we've rocked out to, uh, I know I've rocked out to your music a, a lot. Matty G's a little bit of a different generation, but uh, he didn't hesitate to know there's, who you were. <laughs> well, there's still, there's still time, Matty G. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> right on, Maddie. Would you want to start us off in our news? Absolutely. Perfect. Um, all right. First article. Sham Wow Guy now selling COVID masks. So <laughs> I thought <laughs> I that guy was guys... in jail. <laughs> so did I. So the Sham Wow Guy is back. And this time he's not just mopping down floors, but he's peddling COVID masks. Uh, Vince Offer, the official spokesperson for the infomercial... Um, uh, on uh, Shamwell towels, said the same material is now being marketed as cloth masks to offer a level of protection uh, during this pandemic. Uh, disposable masks, you're wasting your money like a billionaire at a nightclub, he says in his new commercial. Offer claims that Shamwell masks are breathable, machine washable, and equipped with a, a cotton inner layer for comfort made in the U.S., although there's also a couple videos out there, and one of them, uh, one of the videos says it's made in Canada. So it's funny. Okay. It seems like it's catering to whatever market is watching the video. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so it says they're crafted wherever. And uh, he claims that the Shamwell mask is infused with real zinc to help fight and stop bacteria. However, uh, most experts have said that um, zinc to, to offer protection against any airborne illness is absolute garbage. So, uh, <laughs> no, no, he basically has just stitched leftover ShamWows into a mask, right? Because that's what it sounds like. Because I'm pretty sure the ShamWow had zinc in it for its antibacterial properties. Dude, okay, so I was watching the I was watching the the, the video for this, and like I'm chuckling because it's the ShamWow guy, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, 
And then he literally, he's like halfway through the infomercial and then he goes, those other masks you see on TV are made in China. I love Chinese people too, but come on. And then it immediately cuts to like another, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? And they kept that footage. <laughs> and they kept that footage in. So anyways, I, I had a good chuckle at it. It was very funny. And uh, yeah, it's, I don't know if, uh, Kim, do you remember the ShamWow guy? No, this isn't ringing a bell whatsoever, but I just was kind of funny. It's like, okay, I got to have all this extra stuff. What can I do with it? <laughs> oh, great. There's a pandemic, so let's go. <laughs> he just stuck two, like, cut, cut a face printout, stuck two elastic bands in it. <laughs> yeah, that's, dude, that's exactly what it was like. Well, Sham Wow used to be this, it used to be like this infomercial, uh, I would say, what, 10 years ago, Tony? Oh, About? easily, easily. Easily yeah. 10 years okay. ago. And uh, it was about these these orange super absorbent towels that you could use to mop up pretty oh, much yeah, anything. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like a, yeah, a chamois you, for your you. car or you can soak up spilt sure, wine out of your yeah, carpet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, now, now it's just details I'm not good with. But as soon as you said orange chamois to soak up stuff. Yeah. You know, when you ask stuff about TV, my I have two TVs, uh, like all the surround stuff, surround sound stuff. And. I don't know where the on button is. They haven't been on in years. I don't know. So, you know when you lose that remote? Because that's my problem right now. I've I've misplaced my television remote for about a month and a half now. So I have to manually get up, walk over, push the power button, hit the input button. It really drives me insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just one of, those, one of those things as a musician. I'm not sure what happened to me, but I turn it on and go, no, nothing's going on here. And go back and play guitar. It's, Check in a couple of years later and go, no. And then people are like, oh, have you seen this? Have you seen this episode? I was binge watching like you know eighteen thousand episodes. That I'd like check it out and go, no, I don't get it. No. <laughs> I did some, something about it. I just was never interested in TV. But right. you know, TV is that a bad is that is that a bad thing? Should I? Should no, I? I mean, I you could pretty much safer. just completely turn off anything that's happened in twenty twenty and just wait for twenty twenty one. <laughs> Good idea. Good I'm idea. gonna be honest. I don't think there has been actually that much original television since the end of uh, MTV, anyway. So uh, you know, it's, it's yeah. uh, okay. you're you're I safe. Been, like binge watching any shows except for man, that show The Boys got me oh, absolutely yeah. That's hooked. Amazing. I don't know what it is about that show, but holy shit! Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it was always that that whole question of what happens if a superhero actually turns evil, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. Now, I have got a very unique article, and uh, this one, uh, I really loved the original article for this. And, and I say original because um, I had to do some some digging and some fact-checking into this one because uh, it just sounded almost too funny to be true. So, the article was, Elderly woman trains 65 cats to steal from her neighbors. <laughs> yes. Right. So uh this this uh elderly woman who is uh in her nineties, like well, I think she's eighty-nine years old, and um she had trained her sixty-five cats to basically go out and if they didn't come back with shiny little trinkets or baubles, they weren't fed or praised or anything like that. And and I was thinking, this is this is just really weird. I mean, it's almost a gold mine to find an article about an 89 year old woman with 65 cats, right? <laughs> um, but then when uh, I did some some digging into it, uh, it actually 
um, was fake news. And and the woman who was actually in the photograph uh, was a completely different woman altogether. However, it was a legit mugshot. <laughs> and, oh, God. And the original old lady uh, was actually 95 years, or sorry, 92 years old. And uh, <laughs> her article was actually funnier than the cat one. Where she basically fired a gun off because a man would not kiss her. <laughs> oh, great. Right? That's one way to get it done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, basically this this 92-year-old 90, uh, woman wanted a kiss. And when the, um, uh, the, the, the neighbor who was about 40 years younger than her uh, had declined, she, she shot at him. With a semi-automatic pistol. Wow. <laughs> and I'm just like, I know you're desperate, but it, clearly there is something desperate than an 89-year-old woman with 65 cats, but a 92-year-old woman who shoots at people for not kissing her. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I think this was the only time have I ever come across fake news where the article, the true article of the image was actually funnier <laughs> than the funny fake news. So I, I thought this was too too brilliant or too much gold not to share it. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. All right. What else you got? <clears throat> uh, second one. Oh, this one's pretty good. Okay. So a sex, a sex addict blames scantily clad gamers on Amazon Twitch for injured penis. <laughs> <laughs> go on. So <laughs> go on. Okay. So. A California uh, sex addict claims it's game over for his penis because of scantily clad gamers on video game streaming site Twitch. The man is suing Twitch for 25 million US, saying gorgeous gamers have caused him to injure his penis. Eric Astavillo filed a lawsuit in Santa Clara County Court on June 15th, alleging the popular site subjected him to overly suggestive and sexual content from various female streamers. Astavillo claims that he had to use a flashlight. Um, while watching these females, which caused him to chafe his penis every single day. He said that this was extremely painful and caused him redness and mild infections that forced him to use Neosporin, uh, <laughs> according to... And this was taken from a 56-page document, formal lawsuit. Um, oh, my God. Estevillo also alleges in the transcript he, he once... Um, did the deed on his computer monitor, which caused a short circuit and resulted in a fire that temporarily caused his apartment to go dark. All he right. Did <laughs> <laughs> you just say he had to shave his penis every day? No, no it, it, it was chafing. He chafed oh, it. Chafed. From, oh, from I, touching it too much. I thought you said shave it every day. <laughs> 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 which is even which is even weirder because all I was going to weigh and say that is, he just wants it to look longer in the mirror. That <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, you you got to finish this one off because okay, I've got so yeah, many questions. Yeah, couple, couple, more, couple more excerpts here. So he also is claiming Twitch made things worse because the more as he watched, um, the more he realized that twisted programming and netcode made it nearly impossible for him to use the service without being exposed or bombarded by sexually suggestive content. So, 
<laughs> he, he's, he's, he's basically saying his behavior caused worse behavior. So, um, okay. <laughs> the least shocking part about all this, apparently this guy um, has reportedly filed many other unsuccessful lawsuits in the past. Yeah. So this being now next week, it's my mission to find some of the other ones that he's he's put forward. Right. Totally. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I got to tell you, clearly, one, I, I'm watching the wrong Twitch feeds. Uh, two, <laughs> I, I feel like he's misplaced his anger and he should actually be sh- uh, suing the Fleshlight Company because that's the thing that's damaging his penis. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, not Twitch. And your parents while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, three, he's obviously never heard of lubricant. <laughs> And he could be using the fleshlight just completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness, that is that is fantastic. Yeah, I thought I thought you'd find that one humorous. Yeah. Four, maybe Kim's right. Maybe it should be shaving. Maybe he should be shaving more. Maybe there'd be less chaving. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Uh, my last article today is uh, a pack of feral hogs sniff out a cocaine stash in Italy. Ooh. Now, yeah. Um, now, the the animals basically had destroyed a stockpile of drugs buried in a Tuscan forest worth approximately $22,000. Now, I, I don't really know what the going rate for cocaine is, but uh, I would have thought 22000 wouldn't have been all that expensive, but uh, maybe my my misbeliefs. Um, <laughs> the article reads that the pack of feral hogs in Italy sniffed out the drugs and destroyed the stash of cocaine buried in a forest uh, e- uh, in eastern Tuscany in Italy um, in their edition of the local reports. The stash was reportedly worth 20,000 euros, uh, which is about $22,000. I'm assuming they mean U.S., and it's definitely not Canadian. It'd be worth a lot more than that. And uh, had been left in a forest near the town of Montepulciano by a group of suspected uh, suspected drug traffickers. While listening to wiretaps of the suspects, authorities heard them complaining about the wild hogs who had unearthed the cocaine and scattered it all over the forest. The um, the drug traffickers began last year at uh, 21 year old. Of, uh, sorry, the investigation into the drug traffickers had begun last year after a 21 year old Albanian woman was murdered. Eventually, the law enforcement uncovered a drug trafficking network that um, had covered several provinces in the central Italy. The traffickers reportedly moved out of uh, about four pounds of cocaine a month, earning between 90 to 120 dollars per gram. Uh, it's unclear how many feral hogs had taken part in the uh, aforementioned coke bust, uh, but one can hope uh, that it was uh, between thirty and fifty. I- I'm not really sure why they would hope that. Maybe it was just because that amount of coke would make some really crazy pigs. Dude, uh, like twenty k, that's like a full brick. So apparently, Maddie G is a little bit better on the street value. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know how much that is. All I could think of was like Coke and pig and thought of like some type of, you know, Coke roasted pig. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, oh, no, this is actually about cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. You Uh, go into the forest. One's built a house of sticks. One's built a house of stone. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's uh, that that's my news for today. Right on. Well, Kim, let's get to you. 
Sure, man, that was amazing. <laughs> You're never going to know what we're going to come up when with. I, when I when I heard the word shaving as opposed to shaving, I, I mean, uh, some some there's some things about being a hearing damaged rock guitar player that are it's actually quite fun. <laughs> I was going to say, you made the story a little bit better. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, if, if you ever walked into a Walmart, I'd be amazed at the things you hear. Oh, you're talking about me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 You're talking about all the announcements. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. The nonstop barrage. Yeah. I was going to say, after all the years of rocking out, is there just like a, a constant uh, background amplifier, like a hum that's happening there? Uh, it's called tinnitus, uh, tinnitus yep. or whatever, however you want to. Yep. Yeah. I've had it for years. Yeah. And generally it's loud, as loud as any conversation that I'm with. Like, so if I'm one-on-one with you, which I am, I am one-on-two, but, um, if we were in a room together, the, the, that hissing sort of a, a hum way up top, uh, yeah, it'd be as loud as what we're talking. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's amplified when you do like Tylenol and stuff like that. If you, if you're trying to take pain medication. So oh, they really? just never really fit. Yeah. They've never figured out how to make it go away. And basically there is no tone. Like you're hearing a, a really high pitched frequency, but you're, there's no frequency happening. It's just your brain perceiving that. Okay. Okay. Which uh, is kind of odd. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've always wondered if I had had a bit of tinnitus because there's always this kind of sharp little hum sound that's happening. But uh, uh, I don't know. It, it could be definitely uh, many other things that uh, have been happening. Could be, a, you know, could, could be a critter stuck in your head. Yeah, exactly. Called <laughs> <laughs> in last night. Let me tell you. in at night when you go to bed. <laughs> I, I've got some scary campfire stories about that, but that that that's for another day. <laughs> Um, right. so, uh, I, I gotta tell you, I mean, I, I remember, uh, when I, when I say like you are a rock legend, I, I truly mean that because I mean, um, I mean, I grew up through that, that whole MTV generation. I remember your, your videos. I remember the iconic OPP hat that you'd wear. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, uh, I, I, it, it's, it's really funny because, um, when I was uh, talking to some of my American friends, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm not really familiar with kim mitchell and i was just like oh really uh go for a soda patty lantern is like oh my god that guy yeah <laughs> so right yeah yeah um yeah so uh you know it's uh it's sometimes how you know like uh maybe names don't always uh transfer of transfer across but in your particular case because uh you know being a a rock star that uh you know your your music precedes you and uh do you do you find that often that happens or or in do you find that in your day that, uh, you know, people know you who for you are? Well, I, I rarely get recognized even anymore because a long time ago I shaved my head. And uh, so I, I, the OPP hat sort of became a, a brand trademark thing, I guess. And, and uh, I, when you're talking about that hat, it's kind of funny because a buddy of mine who's an engineer and a, record, a recording engineer and he used to be a hairdresser, he made me an OPP hat, I'd say a few months back. Oh, with re- with really long hair in it. Oh, really? And, uh, ah, so cool. it was my look. So so I put the hat on, and and just for a laugh, he goes, "It was a swanky part of Toronto we, called Yorkville." Yep. And we decided to go walking. We just met for a lunch, and he says, "Hey, I got your hat too. Come on, let's meet meet Yorkville for lunch because it's kind of a halfway point where he lives and I live." So he brings his hat, and and he goes, yeah, "Let's put it on. Go walk around the block once." And I swear, 
you know, I may get recognized in my own city here maybe once a week or something like that. Um, it, literally, in the space of 10 minutes, you see people at <laughs> Patio and Pickle going, hey, that's Kim Mitchell. Like, I, I haven't seen him in ages. Like, what, <laughs> what's been happening? God, that, that when people identify your look and then you don't have that look, the, the reactions I've had over the years, which has been, you know, fairly reasonable to like, what happened to you? Like, even <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Same yeah. thing that happened. To, yeah. Anyway, um, what, what was the question? That's amazing. <laughs> well, it was it was just got yeah more about uh, you know that iconic uh, look and and uh, whether or not after all these years you know people would recognize. So you, you pretty much answered it. And, in that, and, in that. But you know you know man I I never look at myself when, when people say oh an iconic whatever the descriptive I, I I never ever consider myself any of that. We're I just I'm just a guitar player with his head down trying to write some songs and play some guitar and. I don't ever, I don't have an ego wall in my room. I don't have gold records up, platinum records up. I, you know, so, um, do, do, you, hide, do you hide the junior awards or are they at least on a mantle somewhere? <laughs> you, you know, no, no, I don't. Well, I didn't hide them, but I didn't put them up the last time I moved and, um, uh, went over to my son's house a while back and he had one on his mantle. I went, where'd you get that? He goes, oh, it's down in storage, you know, so <laughs> would you mind if I have it? And, and all the gold, here's a good one. All the gold records and platinum records I had, I literally gave them away to charity auctions because people over the years of, they want, they want something from, I guess, people that are known in the business or actors or dancers. Like, have you got something you could give us for a charity auction? So I would give them a gold record or a platinum wow. record. <laughs> Holy shit, and man. so it, it was all just to, to raise money. So check this out. Oh, five, six years ago, something like that. I'm at a garage sale in my neighborhood and I see, I see one of my gold records like for five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Just sitting, out, just sitting out with, you know, an old rusty old milk cans and gold <laughs> silverware. There's an old gold Kim Mitchell You're gold like, record. You're like, oh no, it's come full circle. And, <laughs> yeah, and the person, the person I was with said, oh, go tell him. And I'm like, no, I, I'm too embarrassed. I would never go, hey, uh, can I buy my record back? I'll give you two dollars and fifty cents for it. Because all I could think was like, "Well, I'm not going to hang it up." So, oh um, my god! You know what? I've always like, I, you know, I've seen some of those auctions sometimes, and I see the platinum records and the gold records, and they're all in frames with signatures and everything like that. And I've always thought, it's always thought, you know, it'd be really funny if I could get my hands on one of those and then just put it on like a coffee table and you put your drink on it, and then people are like. What is that's the weirdest looking coaster? It's like, oh, this, <laughs> this is a gold record. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Yes, it's Foo, yeah, it's Foo Fighters double platinum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no big deal, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, I think that'd be a great, and if anything, a, a great conversation piece, right? I mean, it'd be a perfect start. But oh my god, I'd love to to go by that uh, garage sale and just be like, hey. She no even know what you had here. <laughs> no, it's just a I don't know. It's just a normal couple, you know. Yeah, married couple just selling stuff, selling the house. <laughs> you know, I, I guess I could have just said, well, you know, hey, where did you work? Where did what was the charity auction? Do you remember? And 
Yeah. <laughs> did this ever and, and leave then, the auction? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. you, you were running it and you didn't sell it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, it's it's just sitting out in in, in a in a guard uh, in a, a garage sale like it's a chocolate covered coin. <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey, what did you get for it? Five bucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that won the auction has just got a a, a gold colored piece of cardboard. <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah, that's man. crazy! Oh, yeah, we're, we're a lot of crazy stuff happen. <laughs> hey, man, that's awesome though. Uh, that, uh, yeah, no, no ego there. That's that's awesome. No, that's amazing. No. Had a lot of weird stuff happen. <laughs> kind of crazy stuff. Joe Walsh, you know who Joe Walsh is? Yep, the Eagles. Yep, guitar player. Yeah, he wanted to record my Rockland album. Do you want me to talk, or do you want you guys got no? Go, uh, no, you know what? Yeah, no, even being able to man. hear okay. stories is so much better than asking questions. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so you're you're going to do your Rockland album uh, on your solo career, and you're sitting around at home. You're married at the time, and the phone rings, and your wife answers the phone, and you can kind of hear it. she's. You know, when someone's looking at you, like, who is this on the phone? She's got that look. Yeah. And she goes, "Okay, just a minute," and she goes. There's a guy on the phone who sounds really weird. He wants to speak to you. I said, well, get his name. Wait, I don't want to just go. He says, okay. She, he goes, she goes, Joe Walsh. Like, Joe Walsh? The musician Joe Walsh? She goes, yes, the musician Joe Walsh. So I come on the phone, and I guess the label, what happened was the label uh, was going to be on in the States. They asked him if he wanted to produce a, this album. And he heard some of the stuff, some of the demos, and went, yeah, sure, I'm interested in it. So... I get on the phone, I go, hello? He goes, hey, Joe Walsh. He goes, you want to make a record? And I went, yeah, sure. He goes, okay, come on, members, we'll make a record. And that's all I heard. He hung up after me. <laughs> so, so, and then I get a call from the label. You get a call from the label, and they arrange a flight down to Memphis, to where he lived. And this is, the, this is the crazy part of the story. You see Joe Walsh in the airport with a, with a bud. And they're standing there. He's like, okay, hey, man, nice to meet you. And he goes, yeah, we'll go to the studio and we'll listen to stuff. And he says, but we'll check into the Peabody Hotel, which is where the Peabody Ducks were, a very famous hotel. Mm-hmm. He checks me into the presidential suite. Uh, like, I've never had this kind of treatment before. And then we're off to the studio. But here's the, here's the weird part. We get out to the parking lot of the airport, and I'm staring at a yellow Volkswagen Beetle. And, and I'm like, okay. And I said, is this your Bud's car? He goes, yeah, yeah, it's my Bud's car. He goes, you sit in the middle. I'm like, sit in the middle? In the middle. Of the, of the, the middle, because he had guitars in the back. So there's Joe Walsh as a passenger, his butt as a driver, and I'm sitting in the middle while the dude's like shifting the gears and in this Volkswagen deal. It's like, have you ever tried that before sitting in the there is, there is there is no middle of a Volkswagen Beetle. Yep. Isn't. And yet I'm sitting here and I'm going. Squeezing your this is nuts. And then, uh, so that was that's kind of the story. Went to the studio, and he was, I think, he was having some girlfriend troubles because he kept leaving the studio every five minutes and he'd come back. And this was going on for like a couple hours. I finally went, Man, you, you seem really preoccupied. I'm going to take the next plane out. And he goes, Yeah, okay. So, spool ahead. Oh, a bunch of years. I'm doing a gig with Joe Walls. You know, I'm opening up for him. I walk up to him. He's, he's at the catering table. You know, someone's sort of picking up a cookie and they're kind of like staring down at the food at the catering table. And I said, Joe, um, my name's Kim. I'm, I opened up for you. He goes, Hey, man. I said, Do you ever remember uh, you and I met? I said, 
it was one of those stories. Hey, do you remember me? Um, and he goes, I said, uh, you know, I came to Memphis and you picked me up in this Volkswagen Beetle with your bud and put me in the Peabody Hotel. You're going to produce my album, Rockland. I said, do you remember any of that? And he stops and he goes, no, sorry. <laughs> 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 I, was, I was totally crushed. But, um, <laughs> but then he was so sweet. He looks at me and he goes, you know, they're crazy times back then. And, and I said, yeah, you were having problems with a girlfriend or something. And then he goes, and then he was being, he went, got, turned really nice and goes, so how are you anyway, man? I went, I went, don't worry about it, man. We don't have to make small talk. I just wanted to know if you're doing that. That was my, that's the end of my experience with Joe Walsh. But man, what a great guitar player, great artist. Uh, I just, I've loved his, what he's done with his career. Wow. That's and his life sobered up, you know, sobered up. He was in a bad, he was in bad shape. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that kind of, in a nutshell, kind of explains probably what happened, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. Now, you had, um, I think it was, was it 2000, uh, 2007, you'd opened up for Def Leppard? Yeah, I've opened up for Def Leppard, yeah. Yeah, and in the Molson Amphitheater. Like, what? What is, right. what is that yep. like? I, I mean, you've got, um, you know, you've got a bunch it's, of fans in your own, and then you've got like all the Def Leppard fans who are showing up. I mean, that's got to be quite a uh, a nice. Uh, it's exciting know. and terrifying, you know, when, when <laughs> you're it? opening up. Well, yeah, when, just in general, when you're opening up for a very large band as, as Def Leppard, it's somewhat nerve wracking. But you just, you know, you just have to go out and do your thing. What got me about them is they also were a band who really got into debauching for a while in their career and they lost one of their members because of it. Mm -hmm. So backstage, I was really surprised to see there was a, a trainer. Uh, they were training boxing. Um, there was a meditation room. Um, there, there was just like hooked up like this zenny backstage thing. You wouldn't know there was a rock band even there. It was like so really? crazy. But man, when, when they went out and just flicked the switch and it just sounded so good. They were quite sweet with us. Um, Joe Elliott, uh, he, when he saw me in the hall, I said, "Hey, my name's Tim Mitchell." He goes, "Yeah, Max Webster. Nice, nice to meet you." Yeah, you're originally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's excellent. Generally, people are okay. They're, they've all been okay. Black Sabbath. They were kind of cool. They, they were we were in the same studio together, and they invited us in for a playback. And we kind of sitting around going, "Man, I'm sitting here listening to a song that Black Sabbath just cut like five minutes ago. <laughs> this is nuts." That's, that's so, amazing. Yeah, neat stuff. It's been a, a, a wonderful ride with some with some fun times and some challenging times and kind of weird times, like some really weird stuff. But you know, yeah, I rock mean, and roll, baby. You've been on on the same bill with so many people and so many other mm -hmm. artists. Uh, I mean, did you ever imagine that when you first started this, like like life would take you in that direction? I mean, as a also yep. as a Canadian artist, right? I mean, you know, you're mm -hmm. you're rocking out with people all over the world. Yep. Uh, no, I never never saw it coming. I thought uh, I quit home and, and quit school at 17, and I thought, well, by the time I'm late 20s or 30s, I'll be back home in Sarnia, Ontario, which is a small town in uh, Canada, about three hours from Toronto, Canada. So. Um, yeah, I thought I'd be back doing something. And, and it just kept going and going and going and went down a road that I never had imagined. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. And, and yeah, you get to do it, strap a guitar on and make some gas money. It's pretty cool. <laughs> that is cool. I was, uh, actually 
I was out at my mom's on the weekend uh, for a little pool get together, and um, I was talking. Do I know her? <laughs> no, no, I hope not. It, it would be a heck of a sight, <laughs> let me tell okay, you. <laughs> because because I want to tell you, because I want to tell you, there's all a time, man, when when you know mothers would be coming to the tour bus and going, my daughter on there, and now it's the daughter's coming, going, hey, is my mom on there? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. we, uh, so you were I was, saying I, I mentioned that mom? you were going to be. Both my parents actually love you, but uh, my stepdad was just mentioned this story about how. Um, He's a big fan, and he remembers seeing you play at the Quinny in Trenton. Um, sure. He said you must have been like, oh, he said maybe in your 20s. And yep. uh, so we just kind of got into a conversation and talked about that a little bit. But uh, he said that uh, basically he saw you live that one time in your early career, and he's kind of followed you ever since, which was kind of a cool cool story. Yeah, so. that's very nice. I to tell you, Dad, thanks a lot for doing that and i do remember trenton there's queen's hotels everywhere that was that i think we played pretty much all of them that would be max webster days when you'd play monday to friday and work all the time but the the good fallout from all that you think oh you're doing bars but the good thing is you're playing every night so the band's getting really really tight and and loose at the same time. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Definitely. Now, you have also uh, a little bit of a tel- television history as well. Uh, you've appeared on many TV shows and sketch programs. Uh, you were also on Kids in the Hall, another Canadian favorite. Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah. That wasn't something that I even uh, thought would be happening much. It's just that throughout my musical career, uh these companies would call and go, can Kim make an appearance on this? Can Kim do that? And, um, so that's, that's kind of how all that happens is it's sort of backroom stuff, you know, agents and stuff like that. Hey, we want to do this. And same thing with getting my music on commercials. People were like, so what did you think about your songs on commercials? And, and I'm like, well, I really had no say in it. Your publisher kind of pulls all that stuff and, and, and plus these people are there to make you money. And, and I always like to remind people, yeah, my music was used in some commercials, but not once did I ever even ask a manager or the publisher, Hey, how much, how much money are we talking here? <laughs> I, I didn't do that once. It was more like, Hey, they, they want to use that in the donut commercial. Sure. Go ahead. Uh, Miami vice. They used my song on yep. um, kids in the hall. Um, Jeez, what was the other one? Uh, all in the family? Not, not all in the family. Uh, family. Uh, what was it? Uh, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, that's, it's been cool. I don't have an acting career. I was asked to do a couple small parts in movies, which I passed on. Mm-hmm. It's not because I just didn't have the time or the desire. I'm more interested in writing and that sort of stuff. And and here we are now, uh, and you're uh, on your newest album after 13 years. Yeah, yeah. I really didn't think I was going to record again because when you, you know, you have this career going and you're playing all these festivals and gigs and attendance is good and and people are loving the music you're playing, which is your classics, the piece of stuff they've grown up on, uh, Patio Lanterns, Gopher Soda, Rock and Roll Duty, All We Are, Logger and Ale. They're, they're rocking out to this stuff and you're thinking, there's no real reason for me to do a record, but... Dancers have to dance, painters have to paint. I'm a musician, guitar player, and I write songs, so I have to write songs. So over the past 13 years, I was writing, 
And then a producer friend of mine, Greg Wells, uh, who's very successful. He did 21 Pilots' first record, OTEP. Mm-hmm. He did uh, Keith Urban number one songs. He did Pink, uh, Katy Perry stuff. He's Grammy Award winning record producer. He got a USB, I call it the USB key of shame that I gave him. I had some demos <laughs> on it. And I just said, Greg, I know you're a busy guy. You're a famous guy. You've got so much stuff going on. If you listen to one tune and can give me some feedback on one, great. And he got a hold of me a few weeks later and said, please come to Los Angeles. Let's record this. I want to start blocking out time for you. So I went down and we started making this record. That's amazing. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, you know, I, from not thinking that you were going to do it, that those songs, you just wrote them and no one ever hear them. But now, not only that, but one of the best record producers out of that area, um, well-respected, is is saying, come to my recording studio. Let's record it. I'm like, okay, then. All right, yeah. sure. Yeah. And, That's and, and it sounded great. Like, the whole experience was great. I, I've always found when I'm in Los Angeles that it's a real creative real creative place it just there's something about the vibe there that in the studios when you go in the studios what you're playing and what you're getting and then you take it out of the studio there's always that bit of doubt where you go is this really what i'm hearing and it's always sounds so great outside the studio so you, you can just kind of relax and do your thing and you know some people slam la it's like oh yeah well every every table waiter thinks they're an actor well they are, they're actors and they're, they have to do this gig, but you'll also see before that waiter starts to, uh, our server starts to work, we're going over lines, you know, they have an audition in the morning and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I just love that, that sort of atmosphere of Los Angeles for that. Amazing. Uh, all right. So let's get into the second uh, section of our show and we are going to do uh, our rapid fire questions with Maddie G. Rapid fire questions. Question number one, what made-up word would you register into the English language? Insignoramus. I kind of love and it already. what does that mean? <laughs> it's a, a record that, it's a word that Frank Zappa came up for uh, with his son, Dweezil, who I interviewed. And his son, Dweezil, said, Dad, what would you call a guy who wears a rock t-shirt all the time? And he came up with the word insignoramus. So I think that should go in there. <laughs> I, I like it. that. I like that. Yeah. That is cool. Um, question two. What is the scariest dream that you can remember? Mm, scariest dream I can remember? Um, I don't know. I, I, I can't remember a dream. So you usually wake up and they're kind of gone. So... Um, yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way, actually. <laughs> um, uh, what uh, superpower do you wish you had? Superpower? Uh, um, I wish I could just jump up in the air and fly. That's always yeah, a popular be, one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm one. sure it is. I'm sure it's pretty normal human desire because we can't. Or read, read minds would be good. I'd love to be able to read minds, then you know. Am I wasting my time here or what? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That could be a blessing yeah. and a curse. And a curse, yeah, all at once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you'd get thick skin pretty quick, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> you'd avoid questions like, was it good for you, honey? Oh, yeah. I wasn't even, I wasn't even, 
I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about like, hey, nice to meet you. (laughs) Realizing they're going, oh, God, such a jerk. Maddie always takes it to a whole new direction. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm beginning to see that. <laughs> uh, Go ahead, what's, your, what's your earliest childhood memory? Uh, earliest childhood memory is sitting on my father's lap watching Ed Sullivan and seeing Elvis Presley. Cool. That's and, really beyond, cool. and after yeah, yeah, and after that, you know, literally on the floor in the corner of the dining room, there was a little 45 record player, and I would I would spin records all the time. I remember that. I was quite a quite turned into quite a loner, you know, as opposed to going out and playing tag and kick the can and whatever all those other childhood games. What the hell do those kids know, anyways? Yeah, <laughs> you're doing just fine, yeah. anyway. What, what are they doing now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Still oh, kicking doctors, the can. They're lawyers. <laughs> yeah, doctors, they're not they're buying lawyers. their own gold records back. What activity makes you the happiest? Uh, Walking my dog Webster in the morning. Oh, that's the a good very one. first walk. The very, very, very first walk, which is basically starts out as a pain. You're like <laughs> six o'clock. You're like, you're like, oh god, really again? Oh man, really? Yeah. But then it's like so peaceful in the morning walking around, and it doesn't matter, guys. It doesn't matter who you are, who you think you are. Within the first fifteen minutes, you're picking up dog shit. That's and it right. It really puts you in your place. <laughs> so. Yeah. Very that's humbling. Right. Yep. <laughs> Um, and you know when dogs do that, it's not you just pick it up. You have to look at it and get the do the own re, the little report, right? Yeah, that's okay, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, geez, geez, I shouldn't have gave him a cracker last night. Uh, okay. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> He's got a gluten allergy. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, if you decided to learn a foreign language, which one would you learn? Um, Japanese. Mm, because my one of my one of my uh, keyboard players, the Italian kid, young Italian kid, and a very talented keyboard player, he kind of became a Japanaholic, and he, just listening to him talk and speak the language was amazing. He'd speak it because he's studying it. And one one day, our set list, I looked down on my set list, was, was written in Japanese, and and he ended up being in one of the largest rock bands in Japan, which is Bees. I don't know whether you've ever heard of them, but oh, they're cool. they're literally he'll he'll go over there and play seventeen twenty thousand people a night. Like oh, a wow. massive band, yeah, yeah. So I like I just like the sound of Japanese. I, I think it's a, a cool. Everyone generally goes towards Italian as a romantic, but I think Japanese sounds very soft and beautiful. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's hard to learn. Oh, though, apparently, he's he said that he said it's really hard to learn. So. Yeah, I bet. If you could uh, relive a decade, which one would you choose? Relive a decade? Yeah. Well, one that I wasn't around for, probably the 20s. 20s, yeah. Yeah, everything you read about it, you know? Yeah. just sounded like craziness and party and, um, yeah, 20s or 30s, 40s right around there. Love the music of the 40s, actually. Yeah, I'm I'm partial to the 40s and 50s. Yep. Yep, okay. Cool. But okay, living, uh, relive, eighties, uh, eighties, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, to to relive yeah. the eighties, yeah, a, a real good balance of cheese and and you know 
<laughs> you know the cheesy, the cheesy videos of the eighties. Yep. Yeah, yeah, love but, them. But I grew uh, up on eighties music, they, so. But they were they were good times for me. So you asked what decade I wanted to relive, and it was a good decade for me. Yep, right on. Sweet. Plus, that's a decade back in black came out, and that's just like one of the best rock albums ever. Yeah, yep, yeah, for sure. What uh, do you do? You have a go to joke. I can never remember jokes. I love jokes, and. I'd be like, ah, that's the funniest joke I've ever heard. And I just, I can never remember them um, after. So I that's don't, yeah. it's sort of the last one I've heard that I can remember is my go-to joke. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you believe in aliens? Well, it's just too big out there mm-hmm. to, yeah. I don't know if it's aliens. It's just too, like it goes forever. It goes, it's infinity, right? It never stops. And and then you can that that really is part of the thing that screws my brain up is thinking about that because you sit there and go well at some point it stops or at some point it starts repeating it's that well what what's beyond that and which exactly. brings me to the theory that it's so massive out there and we're so small but we're just like a little blip of I don't know what it is but anyway right so, it just kind of kind of makes my head explode when I start thinking I know about same stuff, here but, I've contemplated so the, the vastness of the universe you, as well. You, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's just something we our brains can't comprehend. So um, I feel that there has to be <laughs> other life forms out there, and the reason why we haven't been visited is because they're looking down. They drive by and look down, or they fly by and look down and go, "Nah, there's nothing going on down there that we want to know about." So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quick, honey, roll, roll up the windows. Keep driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Warp speed on your seven, face, go. We're going to Earth. Yep. <laughs> Honey, start the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, how would you spend a hundred million dollars? I can't even begin to think about that. I mean, the, the definitely help out people. I'd be part of it. Um, and a couple toys, and yeah, that'd be it. World's I largest mean, pizza party. Good. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. I mean, I, I I've never lived in ex- that kind of excess. I've never been around that kind of of wealth. Uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't know how to where to start. I mean, you start with the basic stuff, your basic needs. Okay, a, a nicer house and um, that kind of stuff, and help your family. And that, mm-hmm. but beyond that, I have no idea. And but I guess you can go through a hundred million dollars pretty quick. Nowadays, we yeah. think once, once you get rolling. Is yep. there like a crazy guitar that you've never owned that you would be like, oh, I got to go find that? Dude, you can never have enough guitars. <laughs> so that's a real danger for me. I, I stay away from it. I used to have, I only have maybe a half a dozen electrics and a half a dozen acoustics. And I got rid of stuff because I'm like, if I'm not playing it, I, I want people to use this stuff. And they were all great pieces. So I just got downsized. But yeah. But I, I'm I still with the mindset like man if you you can never have enough though if you want another one go for it. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. So, that's cool. I uh, thought the same thing about chocolate bars and now I'm fat. Um, <laughs> what? <clears throat> you should try guitar. Yep. It's more calorie conducive. <laughs> um, what uh, if PETA wouldn't track you down? What exotic animal would you like to domesticate? Oh, that's a nice question. Um, 
I'm going to say a, a big, beautiful lion. Yeah, that's an awesome. Yeah, one. yeah, because yeah, cool. they're so they're so powerful and so strong and so confident and, and so chilled yeah. until until they really want to go for it. And, and I say that uh, because I've, I've seen lots of pictures of, of, of wildlife recently from Kenya because one of my best friends is, is from Kenya. And she has a safari camp there. So she sends me these beautiful pictures of all the wildlife they see. And she's, and she's like really into conservation for the elephants and stuff like that. It's really, oh, really. Amazing. So I've seen, I've seen a lot of this, these shots and I'm just like, wow, you know, giraffes coming into the camp and just kind of coming down and eating the flowers off the t- table where the food is and stuff. It's just beautiful, beautiful stuff. Wow. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Imagine how long it takes a giraffe to throw up. <laughs> um a couple weeks okay. I would <laughs> um so you seem like a really nice guy what uh what's your pet peeves what what gets on what, what gets on your nerves um aggressive aggressive drivers that really just you know when you're from a bigger city drivers can get nasty and when when that happens they pull in front of you it's like Okay, great. You're one car length ahead of me. Now. <laughs> yeah. All that work for like one really, car length. <laughs> really, uh, yeah, and and we're we're sitting here in a traffic jam. So what was that all about? Yeah, you know? <laughs> and that kind of yeah. it's just sort of a, a behavior. Plus, I live in a street without sidewalk, and when I'm walking my dog, I walk against the traffic. You walk against, and some people just don't even move over. It's like. I have to walk on the street here a little yeah, bit, dude. Like, can you? You're, there's nobody coming the other way. All you have to do is just ease out over the line just a little bit. And some people are just like, Phew, right by you. Like, like, yeah, yeah. I I'm know. The, the suction alone almost like so, pulls the dog in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I, we live in a subdivision. What's and, your pet uh, My mine. Mine is, uh, yeah. yeah, actually, I'll go into it. My, uh, we live in a subdivision, and for some reason, um, everybody has a driveway, but they park in the street. So whenever <laughs> um, you drive anywhere, you get to weave through two lanes on both sides of cars parked in the street. It's just, yep. it's dangerous, and it's annoying, and it makes me upset. That that actually yeah. drives me crazy. I can't understand that. I'm like, get your damn lane way. <laughs> well, you kids can't play road hockey. Like, yeah. it's you know what I mean. It's dangerous in the winter, and yeah, that drives me nuts. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, for sure. So but, what are you uh, saying? You're, what What are you guys saying? You're not a fan of people. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> we love people. We just hate their driving habits. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, next question here. What was the last thing you did for yourself? Um, that I did for myself. Yeah, uh, just for you. Okay, just for me. You mean this, this can be something insignificant? Yeah, yeah, anything. No, okay. This, this, yeah, this morning I went down and did forty minutes on the recumbent bike. So, okay, yeah, that's nice. something for me. Yeah, no, you have and to healthy too. Of, yeah. Something right though, I, I was trying to look for something kind of cosmic and deep, and that's about all I can come up with for that. <laughs> that's still sure. fair. Um, what uh, what holiday would you erase from the calendar if you could? Um, my birthday. 
Is it on the calendar? Which is, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> no, yeah. well, well, it's my holiday. It's my calendar. Yeah. Right, no. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I just, I just, I'd just like to stay 39 for decades and decades and decades. Now, let me see. Um, I'd re- erase, uh, let's see. Um, I, I, that, I, I think all the, all the holidays are kind of in, here in Canada. I, I'm happy with all of them. So. Good. Okay. Nice. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, each to their sometimes own. Sometimes from, uh, from our American friends, we get Arbor Day and President's Day. <laughs> President's sure, yeah, Day lately. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we we have. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's religious holidays, there's you know, political holidays, there's you know, the birth of your country, that that sort of stuff. So it, it's okay. Yeah, just whatever you want to. If take anything, a day off for it. Maybe if, we, if if anything, you get a day off, and you know what, yeah. work is overrated. So like. Take the day off. Maybe we should start asking people what holiday would they like to add to the calendar? Yeah. Like, like free ice cream day. <laughs> oh, how about my birthday? There we go. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, should yeah. be. Yeah. Birthday. That's right. I'm putting it on That's my right. calendar. Right? If we, if we have Canadian... Yeah. <laughs> if we have yeah. President's Day on a calendar, we damn narrow near should have Kim <laughs> Mitchell's birthday on the calendar. Oh, no, you know what we'll put in? Instead of uh, Kim Mitchell's birthday, we'll put... Uh, Kim Mitchell's uh, anniversary of his 39th birthday. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, what do you do when you can't fall asleep? Um, I'm just, I'm terrified. Roll over and grab my phone and surf news and surf Instagram. It's, it's a, it's a disease, man. It's bad. Yep. Um, it really is. I'm not sure what happened to us, but because that's the last thing I know what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get up and just go read or something like that. But yeah, that's what no, I do the same thing. Were, so. you, were, were you expecting like a dirty answer or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten it a couple times. What, uh, what activity makes you totally lose track of time? Um, writing music. Writing a song. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've spent time or recording at home. Um, I've spent mornings where I'll get up, I'll be in my t shirt and an underwear, and by nine o'clock at night, I'm still wearing the same thing. I basically haven't eaten. And, that's just know, COVID for me. Most of my taste like most. That's why <laughs> I said that's just COVID for me. Like now that everything's locked um, down and I work from home, like it's amazing. I could just walk around in underpants all I want. I don't think my kids like it, but I, I think it's, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what you were asking is what makes you totally lose track of time. So that's what does. As soon as, as soon as I'm around music and playing my guitar or writing music, it's just you can go for hours and then all of a sudden look up and go, whoa, okay. Uh, yeah. What happened? Yeah. Do this. yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what's the best thing that you've ever eaten? Uh, I'm gonna say spaghetti aglio. Um, mm. When it's done, when it's done right, it's just it's such a, a simple, beautiful dish to me. Nice. Yeah. Is it? Uh, is there any specific place like homemade or a restaurant? Uh, I would prefer uh, uh, an Italian nona making it like yep. homemade. You know, nice. I, I, there, there's a restaurant in a town, little town, beach town called Wasega Beach. Yep. Yep. A uh, couple hours north of Toronto. And there's just this place called Little Marina Bakery. And the mother, you walk in there, she's had this place forever and she makes the best aglio. I'm not really saying it like an Italian would, but, mm-hmm. and it's basically garlic, oil, pepper flakes, and parsley. 
and you can add a bit of anchovy to it once in a while, which is just spectacular and beautiful. And it's just so delicious. It's sort of the thing that Italians will eat at midnight after they've just eaten for four hours and partied and stuff. And it's like, okay, we're going to finish off the night with this. It's lovely. Oh, cool. That actually sounds amazing. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm, guys, I wish my answers were more, you know, exciting or funny or something but no, no these, okay these are great i mean we we Tony okay, cool. and i have yeah. literally built this podcast of around getting to know people you know we want to know the people that are hanging out on a thursday night watching netflix like yeah. we want to know real people yeah so and you're giving us real answers yeah. so that's Celebrities literally the real best people. we okay. can ask that's for that's the best part it, it's yeah. real honest answers that's what people like to hear okay uh, yeah cool. so it's uh yeah that has related. to be 10 is that 10 no, there's one one last one for you. Oh, okay, cool. All right. And question, the very last question here. Um, what's the favorite podcast you've been on in the last 12 hours? Uh, the freaking, your freaking, freaking best podcast. What is it? Freaking amazing podcast. Yours. We're close enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, we'll, love we'll, it. We'll get you to replug that later. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's amazing. No, it, it, we we like to entrap people on that last one. It's surprising when we get people. Oh, it's just on another podcast five hours ago. Oh, damn it! <laughs> oh yeah. no, yeah. you guys are a lot of fun, man. That's good. I'm glad, and then congratulations on doing well. Thank you very much, and uh, congratulations on your your new album. Um, we haven't actually even let everybody know you've got your uh, your new album out, which is the Big Fantasize. Mm-hmm. And the album uh, isn't out yet. There's a, the first single is out called Wishes. Yep. Uh, the album is out. Uh, if you want to know, you want to hear the single, you can go to kimmitchell.ca. Uh, it'll lead you to all of the places that you can get your music from Spotify to all that jazz. I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, uh, as Kim Mitchell. Other than Twitter, I'm on there as the Kim Mitchell because there's so many Kim Mitchells. I want you to know that this is the Kim Mitchell. The Kim Mitchell. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't be fooled by those fake Kim Mitchells. <laughs> those right. Kim Mitchell wannabes. <laughs> well, there's so many. There's so actually there's so many female Kims, right? It, yep. Um, I remember being in the states and going into record stores, going, "Have you got any Kim Mitchell?" And they're like, "Who's she?" And uh, well, you're yeah. you're you're looking at her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, we've really appreciated uh, having you on the show. Uh, we'd love to uh, reconnect with you again a little bit maybe in the year and uh, and see how things are going. And uh, we hope all the best Thank for the you. new album. We'll make sure for our listeners that uh, we, of course, post up the link to uh, Wishes, uh, which is on uh, YouTube or Spotify. We'll make sure we get that up on our guest page. So if you're on the road and listening to this episode right now, uh, jump over to uh, thefap.ca and uh, go to our guest section. You'll find Kim Mitchell and the link to his show as well as uh, his uh, social media accounts in case you want to connect with him and ask him some questions yourself. That would be awesome. Thanks for your time, guys. Really enjoyed Really enjoyed it. Thank you, Kim. Yeah, really thanks, appreciate Kim. it. That was awesome. All right. Take care. All right. We'll see you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks. T- Bye. Take care. Bye. So this is a good time for us to pitch our social media. You could get us on our website. Thefap.ca. On uh, Twitter. Is thefap 4 you can get us on Instagram. Is the Fab Podcast. Don't forget our Facebook. The Freaking Awesome Podcast. And uh, you can always reach out via email. The Fab Podcast at gmail.com. I'm on the air. We on the air. We got this podcast. Ah, uh, uh, not again. Wicked sweet. Eh. <laughs>